Welcome back to Thinking About It. Uh, we have a good time thinking about things, Dave. Uh, I get some great thoughts in our conversations that I didn't have going into them. Um, I wish I had more resolution, but I got a lot of thoughts, and uh, we're good at that. Yeah, uh, we're, we are thinking about it. Yes, that's... Uh, so we're going to think today about something that every parent is dealing with, and we've actually talked about this issue on our podcast. I know Stan was passionate about it, but more and more in our public system, there seems to be an orchestrated, coordinated uh, strategy to um, for students to experiment with their identity, mm-hmm. their sexual identity. Uh, it's just almost like a religious dogma that is being taught, indoctrinated uh, to our kids. And so we've talked before about Christians sending their children to a Christian school to get away from whatever in the public system that annoyed them back in the day or troubled them. But we would argue that that was nothing compared to what we're dealing with today. And if there was ever a good time to think about alternative education, be it homeschooling or Christian education, um, parents need to think about it. And maybe uh, churches need to think about it too, because we are in the business of um, discipling, presenting Mm -hmm. every man mature in Christ. So how do we do that with children? And raising our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, it's the classic Deuteronomy 6 that uh, mm-hmm. all parents shouldn't at least know about, Christian parents should know about in terms of raising them when you talk and when you walk in the way at home, all the rest of that, all so the rest of that kind of thing. My, my, one of my grandkids, um, oh, they're in grade three, maybe, they came home, and I, they're not my home, but I'm chatting with them, and... I don't know how we got into this subject, but it came up. And she mentioned that there's a girl in her class who's, who's non-binary. Mm-hmm. Well, that word didn't exist in this conversation 10 years ago, at least not sexually. I know binary is a kind of a chemical or mathematical terminology, but when it comes to sexuality, it's become a very popular word. So she's in grade three and says, my friend is non-binary, as if that's... Wow an interesting thing and a, and a happy thing and something that's worth telling grandpa about. And I, I said, well, what, what about you? And there was just, um, it, it wasn't a question that she said, don't be so silly. It was something that she really thought about. Right. And I wanted to take a few moments to assure her that, um, God created her as he did and, yet now I don't want her to go back to this girl and and create something. So I just found it very awkward and troubling to be having a conversation like that with uh, someone in grade three. So parents who get this, whose kids come in home with this bag, it used to be evolution, right? You'd come home, oh, did you know that we evolved from apes? Well, we dealt with that okay. And there are ministries that rose up to help Christian homes uh, deal with that. This seems worse, and 
So how do Christian parents live with this? How do they think about this? How do they pray about this? Because school, Christian schools are very expensive. Uh, many Christians are of humble means. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, a lot of Christian women choose to stay home, and so there's not the, even that double income. So, Dave, uh, you, can, you can remember a time when Christian schools were very popular. Yeah, at uh, London Baptist Bible College and Seminary, way back when, when you were there, we actually had a program uh, that was, you remember Joyce Baker and, mm-hmm. and Sherry Sienka, and, and we had this program that was, actually was a teacher training program for Christian schools. And uh, that was, it was a fairly strong movement back in those days, and there was a number of Christian schools that came into existence even while we were training mm-hmm. um, possible teachers for the for these schools, there were some downsides in the sense that we didn't we couldn't grant Ontario certification or anything like that. So there was some downsides to that. But there was a time when when the Christian school movement was quite strong. Mm-hmm. It's leveled off to some degree now, if if, if not to why some you, level or other. Decline. Why do you think it leveled off? Because we need them now more than ever. I yeah. think. Uh, just as an option. Yeah. Do you, do you have a thought as to what happened, why they leveled off? Um, I, there might be a couple of reasons. First of all, they are expensive, okay? And I don't think that we can avoid that conversation or that aspect of it all. It is expensive. And to run a Christian school, pay the teachers at some kind of reasonable salary, um, it's going to cost the parents quite a bit of money. And so... I think it kind of caught up with a lot of people who had that initial kind of enthusiasm for it. And, um, and so we're willing to do whatever to get their kids into Christian school. And some of them, I think some folks maybe went pretty far down the line of making sure that that could happen. A second thing that I think maybe it's interesting to think about, um, Let's put it this way. There was no guarantee that your kid graduating from a Christian school uh, was going to toe the line, as it were, walk with the Lord uh, and, and be a, a solid, faithful disciple of Christ. Um, we have no guarantee on that. And well, par- I think Parents have no guarantee either. No, they don't. But I think sometimes maybe at the beginning we, we promised a bit too much. And, uh, and maybe there was a bit of a bite on that. Um, and I think over time it was recognized that, well, there was good that came out, no question about it. Kids loved the Lord, followed the Lord, uh, followed what the things that they had learned in their Christian schools and this kind of stuff. But it wasn't a guarantee. And I think maybe some parents got a little bit discouraged by that. Maybe some parents just gave it over to the school system and failed to contribute to it from their position. That's something that I think parents need to recall that it's their job ultimately. Yeah, of course. Yes. Um, So we don't want to imply that every Christian parent, parents, if they're real Christians, need to feel guilty if they don't send their kids to Christian school, but they sure need to think about it, don't they? Yeah. And I think the should is the right word, and the should goes before think about it rather mm-hmm. than should send the kids to Christian school. So I think it needs to be given careful thought. Um, but the choice ultimately lies with the parent, 
and they're responsible for raising their children. And uh, there's a wisdom choice here. Mm-hmm. It's not a moral or ethical choice. Hey, when you say wisdom choice, you used that term last uh, podcast. What's What do you mean wisdom choice? Well, you're, you're choosing in such a way that um, operates best for the life of your kid, but also operates best for the life of your family. And making those choices of affordability, um, availability. Mm-hmm. One of the things that my wife talks to me a bit about a little also is often the Christian schools don't have the resources to handle um, children who maybe have some special needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And often Christian schools don't have those resources. Other times, um, I know of a story where um, uh, a, a father uh, and had a son, a father and mother had a son who had some special needs, and the actual Christian school actually helped that kid. Mm-hmm. So putting that kid in that Christian school was a good thing. But often they don't. Funds are not available from government to help Christian schools do anything. Do that kind of thing, for sure. And so... It may be the fact that in order for your child to get the needs, get the uh, response for his special, his or her special needs, uh, there's the Christian school just can't provide that for them. So when we say you should think about it, yes, we're we're kind of saying you should really think about it. <laughs> you should have thought before, but now really you should think about it. Is that because of the unique um, circumstances in schools today? I mean, what is it about? today's school that would cause us to say think twice yeah well there is there clearly is an agenda um to promote the uh lgbtq community and those options and those realities of sexuality and and the kind of the fluidity of what that means there's there's no doubt that there is an agenda on that so how is that different from when i went to school and um, the assumption was evolutionary you would hear that in science class i i was taught that we evolved from apes so we, we weren't it wasn't specific but it was mentioned in the context of something um but we lived with it we survived it parents didn't like that um there was a lot of in those days there were a lot of um organizations that rose up to help parents deal mm-hmm with evolution, but it wasn't a movement to take kids out of the school. We just kind of educated them so that they could give an answer for the hope that was in them, so on and so forth. And that's the way it was, but not so now? No, that that was more of an intellectual thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a matter of the mind, matter of thinking, matter of dealing with a bit more of what you might call an academic or intellectual reality. This is not academic. This is not at that level. This is very personal, and it's very... Uh, yeah, very personal, very individual. It's a, this is operating at a whole different level than a discussion about evolution and creation. Um, and I think we need to be honest about that. This is life-changing, life-altering, identity-altering. Whether you're an evolution or creationist, it, mm-hmm. it's important. I'm not trying to deny that, it, trying to say it's not important. It is, mm-hmm. but not at the level of what we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we need to recognize and acknowledge that. Yeah, and like I, in my case, I mentioned that evolution was not something that was uh, systematically and overtly taught. It was kind of assumed. It was in the atmosphere, whereas in this case, 
it's 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 articulated. There's a vocabulary that's given to kids. Um, they are encouraged to experiment and imagine themselves differently, and to be celebrated for having the courage to affirm something that mom and dad won't like, but you you hold your own. This is you've got to stand up and. That wasn't happening before. Yeah. And another factor in all of this is the traditional view. Um, If you try to articulate that uh, in this context of conversation, um, that's not allowed. Uh, That that indicates that you are phobic on this whole... Yeah, if if you suggest that it is the uh, the preferred or the natural position, yeah, you're right. It's um, and so in order to uh, raise the the bar on these other views, the the whole notion of the traditional family, not only is it not mentioned, but sometimes it's mocked. What a day! It it is what a day. So, <clears throat> all right. So it's expensive, and and a lot of parents they just. They just don't know what to do. Are there um, homeschooling options or hybrid schools? I mean, is it is it a time for churches to collaborate and be creative about alternatives in education? Yes. <clears throat> I have a little trouble in my throat here, but <clears throat> the answer is absolutely yes. Um, I think <clears throat> churches need to take very seriously this reality. Um, I think we need to start looking at budgets. I think we need to look at starting at programming. I think we need to start looking at all this kind of stuff. I think it's, this is a serious matter to deal with. Mm-hmm. We all have buildings. And um, we've got these uh, buildings that we can use. And some of them are empty during the week and we need to think about how that can be part of this. Uh, we have a school that has come to us here at Grandview High School. Oh, really? Yeah, it's this Discipleship Christian Secondary School. Okay. It's kind of a novel approach to learning. Uh, there might be 65 kids in our building. We get along quite well. They've got part of it. We've got the other part. I'm happy to have that, but I think it's an example of the kind of uh, collaboration that you can have uh, between churches and schools that are trying to get started. So it's not necessarily on a church to initiate something like that. There are organizations, Christian organizations, who are already doing it, and all they need is a little support from churches. And uh, I I think that that's something that boards need to be thinking about. Well, Dave, we're we're out of time. It's 15 minutes on thinking about that. And again, if you have a question on that or a comment, or you want to start a conversation as to how your church might be part of a, a movement to create a solution here, we'd be glad to facilitate that. Until then, uh, I'm Bob McGregor here with Dave Barker, and we'll see you next time on Thinking About It.